0: Hello, everyone, and welcome in to another episode of Talking Schmidt, and I don't want to jump the gun here. I think I've counted this correctly. I know we're officially in our reboot mode here, but I'd like to say we have officially hit 50 episodes.
1: Yes. Piss up in solidarity. That's right.
0: So how we've you know been through several years now of just trying to figure out what we're going to be, um, we've... Throughout that, I've had a chance to kind of bounce around, have new ideas, all these different things, but we did hit 50 episodes, which is really cool um, for this podcast. So what we're going to do, obviously, in this one, um, I'm going to tell everybody what we're going to talk about a little bit today, um, and then, of course, I'll toss it to you guys, let you guys give yourselves an introduction, and I'm going to explain a little bit of what you can see or what, you know, some differences that you might hear along the way. Um, But today we're going to talk Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to recap it. Uh, We'll talk predictions for the divisional round. Um, We're going to talk about some of the coaches going and some of the opening positions that are there, some of the teams that have openings in the NFL at least. Um, We'll also talk a little bit about – we're going to talk about Jason Kelsey. Is he retiring? Is he not retiring? We'll talk a little bit about his career. And then finally, we'll continue on our movie draft. So that is where we will go throughout this, our 90s movie draft. I would also like to apologize – Um, to everybody for the nineties movie draft, because we had a, um, I think maybe you guys and myself did not maybe sit on the right page. I was saying just movies made in the nineties. Uh, Cody told me that he thought it was more so of movies that like epitomize the nineties. So
1: I was also under the impression it was made in the nineties. Oh, so you're, you're
0: sticking with your point. You were just like, these are my movies.
1: I mean, regardless, I'm going to stick with my point so I can find justification as to how each one of my movies has justified some phase of the 90s and was an example of just the culture itself at that point.
0: Okay. Well, Mm. we'll, we will roll with that then, and we'll continue our movie draft. We'll do rounds four through six today. Uh, But before that, let's go ahead and uh, I'll introduce the astounding, astounding, I don't know, the... The crew that I have. What do I want? What word do I want to put there? How would you describe your guys yourselves?
1: Motley. Motley. Ragamuffins.
0: Okay, the group of ragamuffins that join me, uh, as we've had from last week. Uh, we'll start, Jordan. Hello, sir. How are you? How are things been going?
1: Doing well, man. Doing well. Thank you for asking. Hey. How are things with you? I'm. I'm great.
0: This is uh, another. Uh, and any week that the Packers are still alive during the NFL season, I feel pretty good. Um, Cody, hello, sir. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm well. My, my playoff fixed not so much.
0: Yeah, so, um, all right, so we had a little bit of a little thing that we wanted to fix real quick. It sounded like we were in a uh, wind tunnel for anybody who was listening there for a second. We were not. We are not in a wind tunnel. We are um, not doing that. But we are different this week. I had to point that out. We are actually using FaceTime this week a little bit differently. I'm able to actually use my new podcasting set, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty fired up about that. Um, anybody have a good joke that's good for the kids that I can use uh, maybe some of the new features of this pot, or this uh, um, actual board on? Anybody have a, a G-rated joke for the kiddos? No?
1: Nope, no G-rated
0: joke?
2: You can play cricket. Hey.
1: Look at that. See that was what we this is what we like to call the old hook and ladder, and you just dropped the ladder of that hook, buddy.
0: For you, Cody, I give you this. Anyway, I digress. Um, so we have sound effects. We only have I think it's a total of uh, seven actual sound effects, but that's okay. You may hear the sound effects throughout the show. Um, we're just trying to jazz it up, right? We're trying to change uh, change who we are a little bit here, trying to add to it. Um, so with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and jump into the first topic that we have today for talking Schmidt. And of course, we're going to start off with the super wildcard weekend. Uh, Cody, you started off pretty rough. Uh, had the first two games wrong from there. You rattled off four straight. Uh, you had wins with green Bay, Detroit, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay. You got Cleveland and Miami wrong. Jordan, Uh, You went 3-for-3 on the first week. You got Houston, Detroit, and Buffalo. You did not pick the Packers, which I think is coming back to haunt you right now. Um, But you did pick uh, Miami and Philadelphia, which they did not win. Um, And despite my best effort to fire up the Rams, they lost. So did the Eagles. But I did pick Houston, Kansas City, Green Bay, and Buffalo. So with that being said, um, anybody want to talk about their first week of predictions, how they're feeling?
1: We're third place. We're third place.
0: <laughs> but third place isn't bad with three people, right? I mean, you know, it could be worse.
2: We're getting a bronze. We're getting the bronze.
0: Cody, how'd you feel about your first round of predictions?
2: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. To start off, I was a little nervous. <laughs> Joe Flacco let me down. I should have went against my guy, Demeco Ryan. Y'all were right. CJ Stroud looks good out there. The, te- the Texans just look really good. And I think that they're excited. I'm not sure if they can run it all, run it all the way through, but you know, I wouldn't want to play against them. You know, if I'm in the divisional round, I wouldn't want to have to take on Houston. So uh looks like Joe Flacco is back to the unemployment line, and it uh, was the, the Joe Flacco we knew he was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, you have anything to say about your first-round picks?
1: Uh, it made it easier for my second-round picks. There's less things to pick. That's... <laughs>
0: That is true. Um, let's go through those games real quick. Houston had an absolute uh, dominating performance at home. C.J. Stroud's first uh, first time as a starter in a playoff game looked absolutely phenomenal. 16 of 21, uh, 274 yards, three passing touchdowns. The defense had two pick six. They beat Cleveland 45-14. I was, I was more surprised, I guess, by the score of this, but wasn't surprised that uh, Houston beat um, Cleveland. What I think the biggest shock to me was the fact that Cleveland's defense was not much of a factor in this contest.
1: I mean, I feel like it's hard to be a factor when you're playing fourteen point by giving up the, you know, giving the other team a fourteen point handicap. I mean, to be honest, Joe Flacco did not give his defense any favors in the first half of that game, and they just could not come back. I mean, you take away those fourteen points, yes, the Texans still win. But I think it's a it's a closer game. I think it's going to be within you know three you know three to six points. It's not going to be a route that it was.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know. I agree with you on that one. I think uh, I think really that first half, that second quarter, late in the second quarter, you saw Houston really put that display on there. So um, obviously, Houston wins that game. We'll talk about the next round for them here in a second. Miami versus Kansas City, I dare say that the dolphins looked like a fish out of water. <laughs> oh, this is going to be amazing. The sound effects are now a part of the show here. I love it.
1: You're like a McMahon man with these cheap pops, man.
0: <laughs> you didn't like that? You didn't like the fish out of water comment?
1: Oh, I thought well- it was good.
2: I think that they were trying, McDaniels begrudgingly was trying to make his system work when, I just don't think the weather, I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes' helmet breaking because of how cold it was. You have numerous reports of people going to the emergency room due to frostbite and hypothermia. He really just try to pull off what they've been doing all year long, I think. You got to tap Mostert and Chain and get them going. I think that, you know, the difference in this game was Pacheco being healthy and that he was able to really ground out that Dolphins' defense, which is a really banged-up defense. You're getting guys, again, like with Flacco, who just a few weeks ago were retired. Yeah. And, you know, great players, great former players, Pro Bowl caliber players, but they're having to, you know, learn the playbook and play one of the coldest games in NFL history. Yeah. Like, you got to think, Emmanuel Ogba, and I was, I'm a big Hard Knocks guy,
1: we know this, and that's the reason why I'm probably going to pick the Dolphins this week. Uh, nope. but Mm-mm. can't do that. Like Emmanuel Ogba got drafted in 2008. He's their starting edge guy. Yep. Like, let that sink in. 16 year vet who was not on the team two weeks ago is now playing the fourth coldest game in history. Like, do I think that the Chiefs? still, you know, lose with a healthy Dolphins defense? No. I think the Chiefs were going. I mean, the Chiefs played a better game. Pacheco dominated. Uh, But I think it would have been a different game, probably more fun of a game, if we had a healthy Miami defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what your your four top sack people on your team um, we're all out in that contest. I mean it does it does do that. Mahomes goes 262 in a touchdown Pacheco 89 yards in a touchdown. One of the things that surprised well, that didn't surprise me you could kind of see this guy getting better each week Rasheed Rice 130 yards receiving in a touchdown. Yeah. I think uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has found a weapon that he can trust um, until Travis Kelsey figures out Travis Kelsey. I think we're seeing Rasheed Rice, who's going to benefit a lot on people double-teaming Travis Kelsey, A, but B, nobody else can catch the ball in the receiving core. You, you know who he's going to throw to at this point is Rasheed Rice, and he's been making people obviously pay for not covering him correctly. So I do I do think that something has emerged for this Chiefs team, and not to mention, uh, I want to throw out Sneed, Jerry Sneed, absolutely bullied Tyreek Hill. I don't know if you guys saw that off the line. Tyreek Hill was trying to run around, and he didn't take two steps before Snead had him on the ground. That's a physical cornerback. Guffey, I know you are a guy, you're a secondary guy. You had to be a little fired up about watching that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's just imposing your will, man. Like, he may be fast, but nobody's fast on their knees. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, some people may be, but we can talk about that offline. Ah, cheap right, pops, baby. Cheap baby.
0: That's, we just, no more talking Schmidt, just cheap pops. Um,
1: but to your to Rasheed your Rice comment, and uh, just, this may be a very unpopular take, but Rasheed Rice is what Sky Moore was supposed to
0: be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Well, you were talking about people imposing their will, and that happened down in Dallas. I think a lot of people thought maybe Dallas would be the, do, do I get a, Should I rim, rim shot that one? No? Okay. No. It's just a transition. That's fine. Um, Green Bay had an amazing game. Um, Cody and I both picked Green Bay in this contest. Uh, obviously, I'm never going to pick against Green Bay. You guys know that. It's just dumb as a fan. Um, I won't get like heartbroken if they lose. Like Going into last week's game, if they lost to Dallas, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, okay, end of the world, we should have beat Dallas. There's been a lot of games as a Packers fan during the Mike McCarthy era where I was like, how did we lose that game, Seattle in 2013? But regardless of that, when I look at this contest and I watch what happened I, I said the big thing was going to be mike mccarthy somehow will out will will get in his own way and we've seen that time in and time out i've seen as as a packers fan trying to run eddie Lacey on every down to just drain the clock against seattle and Russell wilson when he was still very athletic in his prime doing good things there in seattle we saw mike mccarthy do this and i know a lot of people are you know they're throwing away their cowboys jerseys all this other nonsense that's going on with dallas um they're trying to find everybody and anybody to blame they got smoked. It really did happen. I, they walked in. And I think Green Bay wanted the smoke, and Dallas just thought, "All right, let's get ready for you know, let's get ready for whoever wins this other game, either you know, wherever Detroit, Tampa, whoever would have the lower seat. I guess it would have been uh, would have been Tampa at that point, if not knowing who's going to play out. But I mean, watching that game, Green Bay. What I think Cody mentioned this. Green Bay is scary for one reason. They know that they have already outplayed where everybody thought they were going to be this year. Like, they know for... Like, at this point, there is literally nothing to lose. They walked into Dallas knowing they were the underdogs. They're going to do the same thing when they walk into San Francisco as well, Is they know that they're the underdogs. Everybody was like, hey, this Jordan Love guy, he may be a bust. Now he's the greatest. Now he's a bust again. He's the greatest. Like, we don't know exactly what it is. I, I, I like the guy. I told you guys if they beat Dallas, what would I do? I'd go get a Jordan Love jersey. I'm wearing it right now. Like, that's... This guy really proved a lot to me. I really thought the defense played lights out. I know the score, Dallas was putting up points late, but if you're a fantasy owner, you know if you have Dak Prescott. That's what Dak Prescott does well for you. He gets you those late fourth quarter points if he's your starting quarterback in fantasy. So we, we've known that. But watching this game, I thought Green Bay played very well. I thought the defense, this was probably one of the better defensive performance we've seen. I think Joe Barry really had them scouted. I Thought there was a lot of confusion by Dallas. I thought there was a lot of miscommunication out of nowhere between Dak and Ceedee Lamb. You know, what are your guys' thoughts on that game? What was the? What do you guys feel was the downfall there for
2: Dallas? Well, he, they made Jerry Jones lip quiver, which that was funny. I enjoyed that a lot, but, but I feel like it's Jerry Jones. Yeah, you know, I feel like he probably is a lot of the issues with his organization. Yeah, you know, maybe he needs to take a look at. Himself, maybe he does need to take a step back and you know really restructure the way his business is done there because business hasn't done well for the last thirty years. And uh, you know he's got to be frustrated when you see, from Bar to Rogers to now Love, and you know Aikman to Romo to Dak with some other fillers in there hasn't worked out for him at all. So, I mean, I. I'm in the same situation. I'm never going to pick Dallas, even if it is the Packers playing them. So I was excited. Not so excited to see that the, the Packers look really functional going into this week. And I think, you know, to your point, when you when you are the, the lowest seed, your you're team with expectations aren't that high, you just go out there and have fun. You enjoy the game, and you learn and you grow from it. So yeah, I think that's where the Packers are.
0: Guff, what would you think?
1: Uh, I have two notes on this, this game. And one note says, Ethan was right. frowny face. The other note says, Dak equals choke. So I think it really embodies what you both have said. So under the guise of all legal counsel, and despite any slandering accusations or any copyright infringement that may come upon me, from stealing Stephen A's just maniacal happiness about this situation. Um, I'm going to see the rest of my time and just say that I think you both have covered the points uh, very emphatically. And I will touch on my thoughts on y'all's game in a very unbiased third party manner. When we get to that topic, Um, I thank you both for your time. Thank you.
0: Okay. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I uh, I think the best video of the night, to be honest with you, uh, we'll move on. Don't worry. But the best video of the night for me was Skip Bayless trying to throw away his jerseys, and his automatic trash can would close, and he'd have to like reopen it because it would close like after like five seconds while he's trying to like throw away all of his jerseys and show who he's throwing away and who is trash. Thought it was hilarious. Um, the guy's gonna have a heart attack over the Dallas Cowboys anyway. Jordan Love, 16-21, of 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones had an absolute phenomenal game back in his return to Texas. 118 yards, three touchdowns. Jordan Love may become somebody who they're going to call a cowboy killer. Jones has been the cowboy killer um, the last couple of times that those two teams have faced off. Um, moving along. The game of the evening, obviously you know Buffalo and Pittsburgh got pushed to the next day because of the snow thing. We'll talk about it here in a second. But the final game on uh, on Sunday night was Detroit versus Los Angeles. And for the first time since 1991, Detroit won a playoff game. Congratulations, Detroit. Uh, they won 24-23. They beat Los Angeles in a game that I thought was a little cheap towards the end, but whatever. Uh, Jared Goff goes 22 of 27, 227 yards and a touchdown. Aiden Hutchison, two sacks. Um... I thought there was a lot of blown calls while the Rams were driving late in that game. I told Cody that. I thought Puka got absolutely robbed a couple times, getting ripped on, thrown around, whatever. But Detroit, hey, they're going to play physical. You know what type of team you're getting. We talked about that when they walked into it. Congratulations to the Lions. You guys ruined my perfect streak over the weekend. Um, Jordan, your thoughts on Detroit beating Los Angeles?
1: The the match effort finally gave Detroit a playoff win. So I think that is a Cinderella story that was destined to happen. (laughs) And I'm glad that it did. Uh, I believe that that is something that is more magical than the Bye Bye Berry series on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, However, I disagree with you as I also have been riding the Lions bandwagon since last season when Dan Campbell was on, again, Hard Knocks. Uh, I think Truly, it was the Lions finally kind of getting over that hump of that confidence barrier. Uh, I think it proved to them that they finally can beat a good team and that they deserve to be where they are, despite all of the slanderous remarks that you had just made. Um, And I think that if Dan Campbell can lay off the booger sugar for this week and just play it just regular, I think that, he may see himself playing in bigger games coming forward.
0: Cody, your thoughts on the Lions beating the
2: Rams? But, yeah, the Stafford took a hell of a hit. Now, I kinda, my issue, and it's not necessarily with this game in particular, but games in general the last couple of years, what exactly is roughing the a passer? I, I still don't know for sure because I've seen guys get tackled, quarterbacks, still well in possession with the football and roughing calls are called on, defense, or on the pass rushers. I see Stafford get absolutely but I thought he died there for a second. He's going backwards. Eyes are wide open and there's no call at all. So that that's just the, the big takeaway I had from it. I mean, I obviously picked the Lions. You know, I think they had the magic of Marshall Mathers there. I think he, he, he really willed them to a win. We, we saw them pan a lot to To our friend Eminem, so the the anti Taylor Swift. So I do like that out of it.
0: I don't. We do not. We do not talk bad about Taylor Swift in this podcast.
2: (laughs) Did you guys notice that
1: D12 was standing in the back? (laughs) Yes, I love that.
0: (laughs) Oh, at the Lions game, I was
1: in the back. Um, Regardless, Is is it safe to say that the Lions saw their Moment. Um, and they didn't let it slip.
0: All right, moving. <laughs> they on. captured it. I'm done. I'm done talking about Detroit for right now. We'll have to talk about them again. It's gonna make me sick if I keep talking about them. Regardless, uh, let's move on now. Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. The game that I think all of us called, we all had that in common, was Buffalo beating Pittsburgh 31-17. Pittsburgh made it a game for a little bit, uh, but Josh Allen took over 21 of 30, 203 yards, three passing touchdowns, eight carries, 74 yards and a touchdown. He was almost the leading rusher and leading passer. Uh, Cook had five more yards than him on the ground. Uh, Again, I think that it maybe isn't that Buffalo is that much better than Pittsburgh. I just think Josh Allen kind of seized his moment against a team that's very – they don't really have an identity. Uh, I mean, Mason Rudolph is your starting quarterback rolling into a playoff game. I mean, no offense to Mason Rudolph, but, like, you know, he's not going – like, you you talked about, you know, Cody, you mentioned the whole when you go from Favre to Rodgers, you know, to – uh, having now Jordan Love, the possibility of Jordan Love being great. And you, you talk about some of the things that some of those quarterback transitions that we see. One of the things to me that's very, um, I, I guess very, uh, Pittsburgh didn't have the person, the heir apparent that they thought they had after Ben Roethlisberger. And it's not Kenny Pickett, I don't think. And I think a lot of Steeler fans would agree with me. So you roll into the playoffs with a guy like Mason Rudolph, and it, it's just, to me at least, uh, I think we saw what we saw and we got what we got, and that's what we're going to continue to get until Pittsburgh figures it out. But, again, Pittsburgh, playoff team, give them credit for that. But, yeah, just uh, they are who we thought they were, pretty much. Pretty simple.
2: They're just happy to be there. Yeah, I agree. And they thought Ben Roethlisberger was never going to retire. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think about the you know, the Rooney family. Of course, I, I, I talked about this last time. I mean, overall, I still think the Steelers are probably the most well-managed organizations in professional sports. I mean, there's not a decade in their existence where they haven't been relevant to some regard. But I do think with Roethlisberger, it, they almost did have this sense of what what is the plan. You know, there at the end, Ben wasn't playing well at all, and they still were trying to come up with a contingency plan. And you know, as much as it might hurt, with what you know, Belichick was wanting to do with you know finding a replacement for Brady. I think he realized, hey, you got to replace these guys. They're going to retire at some point. And the 49ers did it with Joe Montana. The Packers have done it very well, even though it may you know, hurt some feelings from Favre to Rodgers, and then from Love to Rodgers. You got to realize these guys are they're not going to last forever. And I think the solution isn't, yeah, maybe we should fire Mike Tomlin. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So to hear that coming out. Me today was insane that your solution is well, Mike Tomlin just needs to go. Well, the guy's never had a losing season, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be hired immediately if you were to cut ties with him.
0: Yeah, and he, you lose a good tackler on special teams without Mike Tomlin. <laughs> that is true.
2: The 12th man.
0: Cuff, you have anybody any thoughts on Buffalo-Pittsburgh again? I know it was a blowout, and and Buffalo pretty much dominated that game. It was close. Like I said, there was moments where that game was actually a a pretty good game, but in the long run, it was just kind of Josh Allen taking over.
1: I mean, I think it could have been worse, and I truly think it probably should have been worse. Uh, It doesn't make me – it made me kind of weary to watch the Bills going forward uh just because it, it's kind of more exploited what they're not good at more so than what pittsburgh wasn't good at like we said like last week it was pretty much an easy point so the steelers are just what they are they're they weren't prepared to lose the the vets that they lost at the key positions and that they will continue to lose uh now, I think they invested in just bad a couple bad drafts. That's going to take a couple extra years to get over.
0: All right. If you heard an, uh, uh, an un-G-rated uh, yelling in the background, that was uh, Scout getting in trouble. Um, just to let you guys know, my wife has the mouth of a sailor. I think we all know that. Um, but that's why we all enjoy her. Um, with that being said, we'll move on to a game with a guy who's got a wife that probably is, uh, is is probably as fierce as Callie. Uh, Just the loss for Philadelphia. Uh, We know Jason Kelsey's wife, Kylie Kelsey. We've seen her on a couple of podcasts. She's great. Callie would offer that, too. She just doesn't like the sound of her voice and, unfortunately, breathes heavily into mics. We've learned that as well. Uh, So she doesn't like to be on microphones, so she'll never join us on Talking Schmidt. But Tampa Bay, 32, Philadelphia 9, Baker Mayfield, 337, three touchdowns. Baker's cooking. Go on that. Go on that tirade with Baker.
2: I, you know, and I, I think there's a combination of if, if you're a Cleveland sports fan, you're thinking, of course. And with Philadelphia, I mean, like I, I talked last week, there's just, there's much trouble in paradise. We're seeing, you know, DMAC and T.O. part two right now. And, uh, you know, like I joked around with you guys this weekend and I just wish T-Rack would have a Twitter that, you know, at A.J. Brown and put more crickets Buy
0: him. You're welcome. Cheap pops, cheap pops, baby. <laughs> Crickets on the broadcast. Uh, Guffy, uh, you were you and I both picked Philadelphia. Um, we thought maybe the Eagles would um, shake it off. They didn't, unfortunately. Um, ends up being. Baker Mayfield having a phenomenal. And again, I think both of us, and, and I don't, I mean, I don't want to speak for both of us because obviously I, I don't know what goes through your head, Guffy. Um, I like to think sometimes I do. Um, but
1: that's a great question. Thank you for asking.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes it's like, uh, if our minds were next to each other, mine would be like, kind of like sunshine and happy clouds and like the swaying back and forth. And then you'd have like the haunted trees. Um, I think sometimes that's kind of what our minds would do, but then all of a sudden, like in the field of the haunted trees, there may be like three or four like happy bushes, and you'd be like, like a, the happy spot,
1: like a friendly, inviting garden gnome, and you're not sure where he <laughs> lives or why he chose that neighborhood, and he probably he probably could afford a better one, but you know he's just kind of a little cheap. But yeah, I got you. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. Neither yeah. one of us, though, I feel. It wasn't that we were rooting against Baker Mayfield because I don't I don't ever root against Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield a ton. I think he's one of my favorite players. Um I liked him at Oklahoma. I like his grittiness. Um I don't care what you know what we've heard of you know other people say, Oh, I don't like that he does this. I don't like that he's that. I like a competitor. I know you do as well. We weren't rooting against Baker Mayfield. We thought maybe though that this would just be a chance for Philly to write the ship and they just didn't.
1: Yeah, uh, a couple of takeaways there. Uh, my notes say, are the Eagles dead? And I think I just answered that by really thinking about it and various other uh, reasons that may play into why I was thinking about it in the way that I was. But we that game was the transformation of Jalen Hurts going from a clear MVP candidate to Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Additionally, Not only did they forget that they should write the ship, they decided to impersonate the Titanic and crash it headfirst into the nearest iceberg, which was in Tampa Bay. Oddly enough, thanks, Al Gore, and your global warming. I'm still kind of in shock, and I don't believe that this matrix is real because there's no way statistically that that should have happened. However, Thanks a lot for sending Jason Kelsey to Barstool because he's going to retire now and have nothing else better to do with his time. And now we have bussing with the boys and Jason Kelsey. So,
0: yeah. I will say, though, I feel that the Eagles get the <laughs> of the week.
1: You know, I wish we had graphics and like video capabilities, which I'm glad we don't with this show for obvious reasons. However, in future shows it would be cool to be able to put like a dunce cap on the Eagles logo because that's just what I feel like. It's just they go sit in the corner, man. Like they just If you'd like to sponsor understand.
0: us and give us a lot of money, we would appreciate that.
1: Um Rick Flair. Yeah. At Rick Flair. Rick Blair. Your Boy.
0: If you would like to be a sponsor of our show and just make us come from ob- obscurity To relevancy, Um, we all want to live on the island of relevancy. I think we all know that. Um, Just let us know. Reach out to me. All right, you can DM me. I have uh, I have the wherever I post this at. Just reach out to me. I'm there. Um, I should say I'm there, babe. Maybe Sal Volcano will will reach out to us. Who knows? But regardless, Eagles lose. uh, Tampa Bay, outstanding victory. Baker Mayfield, great game, no doubt about it. Moving on. Divisional round, we'll start making our picks here. Um, we'll start off with the first game that we're going to see on Saturday. We're going to see both one seeds in action on Saturday, the first one being Houston at Baltimore. We're seeing C.J. Stroud, who has had an absolute phenomenal rookie year. I think if uh, if you don't go Sam LaPorter for Rookie of the Year, you're C.J. Stroud, those two names are kind of who I would throw around right now. I think there's been a couple other guys that you could put into that conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, that we've seen so far I think Rishi rice has kind of exploded onto the scene um maybe a little too late for the other two that have kind of showed out uh Houston Buffalo or excuse me Houston Baltimore uh battle with uh with those two teams one versus four Cody who I'll start you off here who are you gonna pick here in this game Houston or, or Baltimore
2: Woo, I believe they they met right was it was it back in week one I believe
0: they, so I'd, ha- I'd they, have
2: to and I think that maybe he didn't go as well for Houston the first time around, i yeah. say give me the Texans. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead with the, the young guy, shocking the world. It's not just because I don't want to see Baltimore in the Super Bowl potentially. I think, uh, you know, like I said, Houston seems a little scary. I think they got a little bit of momentum going for them, and they're, they're going to shock the sports world by knocking off the best team in pro football.
0: All right, Jordan, Houston, Baltimore.
2: So, back on the
1: day before the remembrance of the twenty-second anniversary of the worst, one of the worst days that's ever occurred to this nation on September tenth of twenty twenty-three, Baltimore only won by sixteen total points. Um, that's before Baltimore found themselves truly as a team that utilizes Lamar Jackson as who he truly is. An MVP candidate, a, a MVP caliber, caliber player, not just quarterback. Uh, that was before CJ Stroud came in and really matured before our own eyes in a very fairy esque fashion. Uh, we have the rookie, offensive rookie of the year, CJ Stroud, matching wits with the arguable, depending on which. Cool thought you decide to choose uh, MVP of Lamar Jackson. Uh, I just think unless Houston's defense plays outside of their mind, I think Baltimore wins by ten. But I think it's going to be closer. It's going to be closer than sixteen. I think Baltimore wins
0: by ten, and I think CJ Stroud still puts up three hundred. Yeah, I, I. This is I, I. Honestly, you would think that this would not be. Uh, a toss-up when you're talking about a number one team, but we've known kind of historically that top seed kind of struggles a lot of times coming out of a bye. Obviously, Kansas City has been one of those teams that really hasn't, but a lot of teams getting that week off is actually not great because everybody's still kind of in the full swing of things, right? Like, you're still in that full game mode, and I think a lot of times teams struggle with that. Um with that being said, I think Houston had a great game. I thought they did really well against Cleveland. Um, I don't know how Houston's defense matches up when they're going to have to try to stop Lamar Jackson, who, um, you know, I think a couple years ago we all might have argued like, yeah, this guy is he still is he ever going to be this guy that can sling it and run it and and be the the real dual threat that we know he can be? I think there's a lot of question marks on that if he was actually a real passer. I think that's changed a lot in Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and take Baltimore in this game. Um, not that I don't think that Houston can't win this game. I agree with Guffey. I think it's going to be closer than that 16-point. I could see this being maybe a touchdown differential uh, in this contest, but I, I do think Baltimore wins it. Um, and, pos- and and more than, more than that is, like, if I'm going to take any upset of a one-seat, right – I can't take Baltimore. Like, if if I am going to say one team, one one seed is going to lose. Like, I can't, you know, have this wild. Like, this is like March Madness when I am just like, I don't know, give me a four seed in the final four and a and a twelve seed. Like, I can't do that, right? Um, In this, I feel Baltimore is going to win, um, but that's because also in this next game, I am not going to pick against the pack. Uh, I think, you know, here is the thing: I am going to pick Green Bay, right? I am going to pick Green Bay over San Francisco. I think we all know that. I'm never going to pick against Green Bay. Even if I take a loss, whatever, right? Like I'm going to die on my ship. Okay. I'm going to die on my cheese head boat, whatever, you know, that's how it's going to work. All right. I'll never, I'll never pick against Green Bay. I thought Green Bay played a fantastic game against Dallas. San Francisco also beat the brakes off of Dallas earlier in this year. So, you know, San Francisco is like, yeah, did you watch our film? Which they probably did. Lafleur probably more than likely watched his buddy Shanahan's film and said, Hey, this is how we beat him. Like, it's right here in front of us. My buddy's already done it. This is how we do it. Regardless of that, though, I do think I think we're seeing very similar offenses between these two teams. The only difference is San Francisco has a little bit more experience in that offense. The difference maker to me is San Francisco's defense. It's better than Green Bay's. I think we all know that even a healthy Green Bay defense doesn't match the level of a Fred Warner and that just outstanding front line Dallas really had Micah Parsons. That's all you had to worry about. It's gonna be a much different game when you're trying to block Nick Bosa and Chase Young and every other name that you can throw out of a hat on that front front line, and then also have a guy like Fred Warner, great secondary in San Francisco. Honestly, the smart person is going to take San Francisco here, right? Well, I'm dumb, right? Like I'm going to take Green Bay just because I'm a pure fan of it. But I do think if Green Bay wins this game, it's going to be on the back of Jordan Love. Um, I think he's going to have to have a miracle game that we always thought Rodgers maybe would have against San Francisco, but never did. So I'm going to take Green Bay because I'm a fan, Um, but that's really, I think, a lot of the smart money is on San Francisco. Jordan?
1: Uh, One, I would like to compliment your segue into this game. That was phenomenal. Uh, Thank you. I feel like we're switching roles so you went on your manifesto so, so box. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet uh, I'm gonna go Niners
0: okay Cody
1: I
2: mean did, did you even have to ask
0: no I know I just I wanted you to get your your points in
2: well I, I will say that you know like I told you I'm a little nervous because love does look like he's coming into his own you know Brett Barr pretty good record overall in the postseason against the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers, ironically, being a 49ers fan and a Bay Area guy, very, very bad record. You know, I think this is, it comes down to Shanahan and LaFleur, ultimately, and the budding rivalry between these two. So, I mean, I I think on paper, we're the better team for a lot of the points that you made, and obviously, I'm going to with san francisco
0: all right guffy you ready for our conspiracy theory sound
1: i got my tin foil ready to make some hats
0: rogers lost to san francisco because he's a california guy anyway um he threw those games tampa bay had detroit <laughs> he told them to block a punt um that's what happened he said oh this is where the this is where the, the crack is on the uh on the uh, special teams, just block one punt. We'll lose this game. That's fine. I'll go into my pit of darkness and go play for whoever. Um, regardless, uh, I, move, I move on from my conspiracy theory of our guy, um, Aaron Rodgers. I do I do love Aaron Rodgers. I have his Jets jersey. I don't know. Jordan, I got his Jets jersey. I had to, right? I had Favre's Jets jersey and his Vikings jersey, so I guess whatever. Uh, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Cody, start us off. Buccaneers. Lions.
2: Ooh! Baker's going to be cooking. Oh, yeah? I, I, I'm going to go with it. I'm going I'm to go with the Buccaneers ending the fairy tale. It's midnight in Detroit. Go home, Cinderella. Buccaneers with a shocking upset.
0: All right, Guff?
2: See... I'm going to go
1: with the opposite of that. Uh I'm just going to go Lions because think about it. You saw how loud that stadium got in week in the wild card. Imagine now we had round 2 of the playoffs. The first time they've ever made it this far. Not just in 30 years, ever, right? I think we're going to have probably like an Eminem halftime concert with like a animatronic, you know, original Ford, like re, like animatronic Ford guy walking through as a mask guy, handing everybody F-250s and shit. I mean, I truly think that Dan Campbell is not going to lose himself in this moment. He's
2: going to own it. And Lions by 100. The weather's not going to affect. Buccaneers, by the way, guys.
0: Yeah, that was a great. That was a great question. It was a great.
1: Todd question. Bowles, Nick Saban level trolling on that reporter. Like that, it was. Oh, chess kiss. You Thanks, know, Todd.
0: I've I've interviewed. I've a, I've had a chance to ask some you know NFL coaches some questions, and you know sometimes you get a little nervous. Um, you do. Uh, but not knowing that the Lions play in a dome, not uh, not great reporting. I mean. You know, I mean, granted, it it could be, you know, it could be in the name. They could have named it like Ford Dome. They didn't name it Ford Field, you know, whatever. Um, I think that was just trying to match the other, you know, two teams, legendary teams in your conference or in your division with Lambeau Field and Soldier Field, but I digress uh, on that topic. Uh, You know, sometimes you get a little, you get, you know, your palms get a little sweaty, um, you know, to say the least uh, when you're asking you know NFL coaches questions I, I think we've all been there um you know I happened to ask a really good one to Andy Reid and he made eye contact with me so I felt like a legend myself that day so uh and he did not he did not tell me you know we play in a dome uh that's neither here nor there though
1: um which this, which it, which hold on which if you think about it by the three levels of bacon you made out with Taylor Swift
0: oh my gosh <laughs> don't tell my wife Maybe tell my wife. I don't know. I don't know if she'll like that or not.
1: She may be into it. Maybe. Possibly. That could
0: be That could be something. You know, hey, by the way, I spoke to Andy Reid. Andy Reid coaches Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, obviously, we don't know what he does with Taylor. We've seen a lot of hand-holding. So.
1: And think about it. I'm 97% sure Travis Kelsey or Andy Reid has kissed the other one on the cheek.
0: I may be famous. I don't even know. I may be. I may be famous, um, you know. I, I, may, I mean, I may know her. Is what I'm saying is, I may know her.
1: You may get an invite to the wedding, but I mean, who are you to brag about it? You know.
0: <laughs> I will say this much. Saul, you know, here's 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 a little bit of the uh, the sleaze reporting that I, I try to keep up with in the in the world of uh, pop culture. Apparently, rumors have it Travis Kelsey is making the engagement ring out of one of his Super Bowl ring diamonds smooth right like come on bro no like you know everybody's like oh dude i'll never live up to that well you know you're not going to beat that you know what i'm saying that's just is, not going to
2: happen all the flex there yeah dude, there's nfl guys that can't do that yeah that's Free like
1: Reggie. a that's like a massive like dx cross shop suck it to like john mayer yeah, yeah. <laughs> like imagine that kind of level of suck it yeah. that you get to do yeah that's incredible
0: who are you Jake i am
1: yeah, yeah. Like Harry Styles, like Harry Styles, my balls. Yeah,
0: you win a Super Bowl, Harry Styles. You can't even play soccer in your own country. you know?
1: right. Oh yeah, I can just. Uh, you can just turn a fucking Grammy into a into a ring. Okay.
0: Yeah, you suck, man. Um, none of us even like you. We just like Travis. Chelsea. I don't
1: know who any of these people are.
0: That's okay. That's okay. Pop pop, we're good. Um, in this game. I have to say, right? Like, boy, man, Detroit, physical, fierce. This has been, I mean, just a game, dude. Like, they really did. I mean, they, they, they beat as, uh, as in any way you want to look at it, they beat the Rams like into submission, right? Like, McVeigh at points, like you were looking at him, like, dude, just go for it. You're, you're down by, you're down by four. Like, don't just kick the field goal, bro. Like, go for it, like you know, have some cojones and McVeigh didn't have the cojones, you know, who did have the cojones, the guy on the opposite side, Dan Campbell. He had the cojones. He called him out. He was ready to go. Right. Was there a hit that I didn't like against Tyler Higbee? One billion percent. Right. Didn't like that low hit. I know what people are going to say, whatever, like, Oh, it's a game of football, but you're taking away a man's livelihood by diving at his knee, whatever. Okay. I know I complained earlier about some flags in the secondary, right. But this is a Lions team that should have a lot of people scared, right? I think Jared Goff, we knew Ryan Gosling was a liability at corner. Ryan, uh, we know now Jared Goff, not so much liability at quarterback, right? He's looking pretty good, right?
1: Um, Sunshine can throw it a mob, but he can't pitch it five yards. <laughs> we know that, yeah.
0: Um, that's how the Packers beat him on Thanksgiving Day. But regardless of that, um, watching this game, man, it's, it's hard to go against Detroit because of just how physical they are and how much it looks like, I mean, just this whole community rallying around it. I mean, I've seen people telling their, like, loved ones, like, hey, we got you tickets to the wild card game, and, like, just this emotional thing. And, like, man, I've seen, like, my social media blow up from all my people that I've, you know, still friends with in Michigan and stuff like that, and they're like, man, this is just – I can't believe this is happening. This is the greatest thing ever. Like, yes, like, we're seeing it, right? Absolutely fantastic for those lifelong Lions fans. But I need to see the tears. Give me Tampa Bay. Give me Baker Mayfield. I, I, I will root for Baker Mayfield anyway. I root. I picked against him once. Not gonna pick against Baker Mayfield again. I think Baker Mayfield is one of those guys that like he thrives on making people like dreams end. I think he thrive Like I think going into that game when we saw him taking the smelling salts and like freaking out, um, that was something that we hadn't seen uh, in Baker Mayfield in a while. I think that there's a lot more that this that this Tampa team offers as well. Um, so I, I think we're looking at teams that are almost a little kind of similar in the styles that we'll see uh, on um, I believe that game's on Sunday. But as we both know, definitely not going to pick the Lions. Uh, final game, Kansas City at Buffalo. This is a game that's another toss-up. I feel the AFC has a lot of great competition. Um, can't really base anything off a of heart here. I, I think. Guffey I think hit the the nail on the head for me when it comes to Buffalo I thought that they probably should have beat Kansas City a little bit more or excuse me I thought they should have beat Pittsburgh a little bit more I thought that they could have done a little bit more maybe they were saving up maybe they knew who they were going to get The factor for me that worries me about Kansas City is the fact that we know that Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game anywhere but Arrowhead and then the Super Bowls Um, so we have he doesn't really have that experience going on the road but I still think, and this may be my opinion, I don't know how much you guys agree on this, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football right now. I don't think that there is a better player. Um, somebody else may win the MVP. That's great. I just don't think anybody's at Patrick Mahomes' level when it comes to who he is as a gamer. And I think, I think a lot of the Dolphins' mistake was maybe getting too much into their head in that game. But because of that, we saw Patrick Mahomes able to kind of capitalize on that. I think, again, Pacheco has a chance to really have a good game. If it's cold, defense has been a little bit uh, it's scary at this time. If you're uh, anybody that's seen the Chiefs in the past in the playoffs, when they've gone on to win the Super Bowl, the question mark's always been the defense. Defense shows up in the playoffs. They did it the first week. I'm going Kansas City again here with Patrick Mahomes. Jordan?
1: Um, I think that this is going to be a closer game than we expect because I don't think it's two top. I don't think it's the two top teams in the AFC in the AFC side of the playoffs playing each other this week. I truly believe that the two top teams uh, that could could plausibly win the Super Bowl this year are playing each other with the Rams second, Uh just by the way that they're playing and the style that they're playing at the time that they're playing it. Uh, I think that with Kansas City going into warmer weather in Buffalo. Than what they played in this past weekend, and with Patrick Mahomes trying to kind of make a name for himself, it's really Josh Allen's game to lose. And ha- if they can get the running game and run heavy on James Cook as they should, then they should ice this game. No pun intended, and crush through any tables and crush through any tables that may be in their way on the way to the AFC championship. So uh, I'm gonna go with the home team because last week. Uh, all but one home team and that was your Packers. One. So I'm going to go stick with the home team and go with the Bills.
0: Okay, I just realized I have picked three away teams, Cody. (laughs) Who are you picking here? Kansas City and Buffalo.
2: Boy, Travis Kelsey is going to have to catch more than grief from his brother. Or chlamydia from his girlfriend.
0: Uh, That was rough, man. You can't be saying that.
2: Come on, man.
1: I'm saying he shouldn't do that which means that Taylor should treat him well.
2: So, uh, I mean, it's hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes. It's hard to pick against the Chiefs when they've they've been kind of the dominant team. But, you know, kind of going to your point with Detroit last week or, like, with uh, the home crowd, that Bills Mafia, they're going to show up for this one. I mean, I feel like this is the game that they've wanted. Like, if they could draw it up their ideal season, it's beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in Orchard Park and it's going to be nasty up there you know so it's you know it doesn't get better for the Chiefs i think the Bills are going to be a little bit more acclimated and i think Josh Allen he just he's got that swagger now he's done it he's been able to you know show like lack of you know as much as the Steelers may not have been the competition that maybe the Dolphins should have been for the Chiefs I think Allen's in a much better place going into this game than he has been in the past several years. So I'm going to go with Buffalo. I'm going to have to go with the Bills.
1: All right. It's almost like Josh Allen almost has to prove himself in this case that he is on that same level as the other two quarterbacks of that, I'm going to say era with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes because, honestly, Josh Allen's been left out of that conversation. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Yeah,
1: Just like Justin Herbert.
0: Well, yeah, but, you know, I'm not the biggest on Justin Herbert's uh, bandwagon, I guess. I mean, I I think, again, it is the situation there, and and we'll talk, I think, a little bit later once we figure out who the Chargers head coach is going to be. But, you know, Justin Herbert, um, you know, that could be a lot of it is the situation that he's in as well and not really having good leadership in Los Angeles um, for that. We've made our picks, though. Let's talk about a coaching carousel. We know that there's now, what, seven teams, possibly a chance at eight or nine that would possibly be available. We know one of those is filled. That was the original eight, but there's a possibility for two more. Uh, one of those being New England. They went ahead and went with Gerard Mayo. I think some people were like, well, this is crazy. We thought it was Rabel's job. Like, why is it not Vrabel? But I, I think when you look at it, I've been watching a lot of interviews with past players, guys like Tom Brady, stuff like that, and they said, we've known it's going to be Gerard Mayo for a long time once he became a coach and on Belichick's staff. Like, this is who New England had in mind whenever Belichick left. Were you guys shocked, stunned by the Gerard Mayo uh, signing as the new head coach of the New England Patriots, or are you guys on board with it, whoever wants it?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it was Joshua Daniels' job to have as long as he was on that staff. I think that was the caveat to... Uh, to to the seat whenever it came open was you have to be on the staff whenever it's open. I yeah. think Josh McDaniels got a little bit of a greedy uh, heart and lost his you know the prodigal son is not returning. Uh, I think Vrabel. I thought Vrabel had a more shot, more of a shot than he did it seems. So am I shocked Not necessarily? I truly think Vrabel is going to take a DC job more so than a head coaching job. So I think there are more viable DC options out there that'll fit his personality better.
2: So I'm not shocked. Yeah. Cody? Well, it, it seems like that was their plan all along. And kind of makes you wonder, if this, is, if this paperwork is filed with the league, the league had, you know, they've known about this for some time, did the media sources just not have this information? Or were they, if there's so much just especially out of Boston sports media, it's like they're trying to drive Brable out of Nashville. He's like, well, why are you trying to do this? I mean, are you, you, are you trying to eliminate potential stability in you know, teams in your conference? Is that the goal that you're trying to do? Because like, it, you feel like somebody would have known that, hey, it's going to be, like Jordan said, if it it's not, not Gerard, somebody in the in-house is going to get that job. It wasn't gonna be a Daniels. it wasn't gonna be a Brable because they weren't currently on staff. So why were you, you know, stirring stirring the pot? Because a lot of it did seem like Boston sports media was trying to inception plant this in people's heads since what, week six, week week maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. So that's the is why I think it's kinda kinda interesting, you know, that they were doing that and you know, maybe like trying to systematically get coaches that you feel threatened by fired from their posts because, you know, the whole McDaniels ends up getting cut, too. But McDaniels suck. So, I mean,
1: let's just call it Spade it Spade oh, yeah. on that one.
2: He probably didn't help his cause out a lot either, but... All
0: right. Speaking of the Raiders, Jordan, as you've asked me to banter about the Raiders every week, so... Uh, Let's uh let's roll into that one. This is uh, kind of my question for you guys, and we can start, Jordan, if you want to, on this one. The openings right now: Las Vegas, Carolina, uh, the L.A. Chargers, Atlanta, Washington, Tennessee, Seattle. I know obviously you're a Tennessee fan, so if that's your answer, we completely understand. Possibility of Dallas, maybe even could even mention maybe Pittsburgh with uh, if Mike Tomlin's gone. But we know the the actual current opens are Vegas, Carolina, um, L.A. Chargers, Atlanta, Washington, Tennessee, Seattle. Jordan, which one of those teams, if you were wanting to interview your head coach, that was uh, a chance maybe to get to one of those teams. Which one are you looking at right now thinking, okay, there's a pot, there's something there that I would want to be the head coach there because I feel like I could make this a team that's actually winning. Judging by that, I know obviously a lot of those teams are missing pieces. Which one would you want to go to in their current state?
1: Um, I think there are a couple teams actually set up for success uh, because I actually did research on this. Uh, you guys would actually be very proud. I made a graph and everything. Color coded. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, with the Atlanta situation being a whole new coaching staff that's being needed and the draft they've had recently, I think they are set up to score a lot of points. I think they need they probably need a little help on the defense, uh, with some aging bets and to get some key pieces at with some youth. But I think Atlanta is set up for success. I think Vegas is just one is just a coach away from a playoff uh, Black horse or dark horse? No free shout out. Um, the Chargers are legitimately a coach away—a coach who is going to go for it on fourth and one and not tie to get to not get in the playoffs. Um, which was stupid. Uh, and then obviously come to Tennessee because we had no state income tax. So,
2: yeah.
0: Cody who which, which one is most appealing to you
2: well I really like Jordans answer in Atlanta I mean you got a great young offensive line you got a lot of just potential there so and I, and I think a, a city and an area that's hungry they want to succeed they want to do well again and a division that I think is still up for grabs I mean the NFC South I think is one that is hard to pick I mean any year, it's really difficult. I mean, if you would ask going into the next season, who do you think is winning the NFC South, I'm like, well, I honestly, think that's a T or a division that any of the four teams could honestly be the division champion. We're seeing if the AFC South now; it kind of does look like it's Texans and maybe the Jaguars. So I think that the NFC South is that last division to where you really have the, the really good opportunity of making some headway and you know building a dominant franchise.
0: I I think it's a very I don't know exactly where I would go on this one. Um, I think I think agreeing with you guys on Atlanta is a good one. I think Vegas is not a, a far shot off of that as well. I think you just obviously need a franchise quarterback out there. You have a, a lot of great players. Uh, you just need and it's not just that uh, you need somebody that slings the ball. You need somebody who can sling the ball that stays healthy, um, obviously because we realized how you know they had Jimmy G and it didn't work out because uh, he couldn't obviously stay healthy. We know that. Um, I think if you add Dallas and Pittsburgh to the mix, obviously the correct answer is Pittsburgh, um, just because of a lot of the talent that they have as well. Um, I think that's a granted a tougher division, but you still have some, some, a lot of good talent there. And again, I think they're again, a franchise quarterback away from being a team that is competing with the Ravens in that, um, division. So with that being said, final topic, before we go into continuing our movie voting or movie drafting, if you will, Jason Kelsey, we talked a little bit about it. He told his team after the game apparently that he was retiring. Uh, he's told everybody else that he's gonna make an official announcement soon because he's not really certain because it is technically like he'd be a free agent after this like he'd walk after the season. Um, he says a lot of it depends on who they bring in and if that's the case or not, but for the most part he told his team he doesn't he doesn't feel like he's coming back, uh, which obviously led to everybody jumping saying like he's done. Um, We've seen some videos, some posts from uh, their podcast as well that it kind of seems like he may be done. Um, If he is, 157 consecutive starts, that's an amazing stat line for especially a center who's in the middle of taking a lot of hits every single game. Six All-Pros, seven Pro Bowls, played 13 seasons so far in the NFL, and to boot on this one, right, was voted one of the sexiest men alive. So kudos to Jason Kelsey. Um, was a Super Bowl champion as well. Probably had one of the best Super Bowl parade outfits of all times, as like the Sultan of Philly or whatever it was. Um, Cody, I know you're a guy uh, that played offensive line through you know all the years that you were playing football from a little kid on uh, through high school. You know, I felt that Jason Kelsey was one of those guys that kind of polarized uh, maybe a unglamorous position. Um, oh yeah, on the offensive line. your thoughts on the big man if, if he is retiring and what he's done for the picture for offensive line?
2: Well, I think in my lifetime, there's really only been two offensive linemen that had gained mainstream popular appeal and one of them was taken way too soon and Brian Burlesworth. he was really, you go back then with Arkansas, I mean, he the kids were wearing the goggles. He was becoming super popular. He was almost the face of an Arkansas team that's pretty good back in the 90s. And unfortunately, you know, his untimely death, we couldn't see what he would, if he would have, no doubt he would have, because he'd been a guard for Peyton Manning. And that's how history would end up being, you know, for him. He would have been on that Colts offensive line with Jeff Saturday, and just the dynamics between them and how he could have popularized position more. And certainly the other would be, you know, I think Kelsey. He has brought that appeal to the offensive line. He makes it, I think, kind of cool in some ways to be an offensive lineman. And, uh, you know, they're definitely going to get a gold jacket. Definitely, if this is the end, he's had a great career. And just that being able to play that many consecutive games and the the wear and tear and, you know, I I think if it is the end, he went out on his terms. He went out at the top of his game, and that not a lot of guys can say that.
0: Guff, your thoughts on Jason Kelsey if he calls it a uh, career?
1: Uh, I have a couple thoughts running through my brain right now. First, Cody, did you watch the movie Greater on Netflix recently with that Brian Bulls Burlsworth reference? Because if so, how far into it were you before you started crying? I didn't make it very far, to be honest.
2: I, I watched it a couple of years ago when it came out, but yeah, that was oh. tough. That was a tough one to watch, man. That
1: was... Falled like a
2: baby.
1: Yeah. All right, cool. So, made that reference. Answer that question. Uh, dude, I think Jason Kelsey really kind of popularized the offensive line uh, with making them relatable. Not just the dumb oaf that mm-hmm. that they were portrayed as. I mean, they have personality. They are good people. They're not just... The stinky idiots, you know, like you had a two way high school like Westmoreland. Like I can name all names right now. Uh, but we won't for legal purposes. Correct. But um I personally think that it's probably best for Jason Kelsey after watching his documentary on uh prime. This isn't the first time that he's brought it up. And you know if it's not the first time, it's not gonna be the last time that it's brought up until you retire. Uh I think it's best that he. Does retire, I think that he can play or potentially create the Ray Lewis role that Ray has with the Ravens, with the Eagles, and being more so li- the player liaison and being and kind of being that outreach that he is really good at with his, you know, Amazon top ten uh, iTunes top ten Christmas albums, two in a row, two years in a row, uh, so. I'm not shocked that he's retiring. I think that it's probably a good move to go ahead and hop off the boat before you turn into, you know, the 2007 Eagles.
0: Yeah. Imagine imagine the guy that's going to have to sit across from him in a YMCA uh, girls basketball game when Jason Kelsey's coaching against him. That's going to be <laughs> that's going to be wild when his kids start <laughs> playing sports, man, because you know they will. I mean, it's just Athleticism. We already seen. Uh, we've already seen the one daughter practice her forty time. We saw that. Um, so, you know, good luck but to whoever lines up be the MCA. Oh, absolutely, I agree with
1: that. Yeah, go be a dad. Go enjoy your brother's fame and yeah. go enjoy. Go celebrate your brother with the, his new relationship because that carries a whole different dynamic and uh, relationship aspect that you're not ready for and that your girls would love. Yeah. So. Just go be a dad. I think it's time. Yeah,
0: I think that's fantastic. I, I think uh, somebody asked him, you know, did you want to, you know, you, you're retiring on such a on such a brutal loss. Is that way you want to do it? And I think we learned a lot about uh, Jason Kelsey, and I think his biggest thing that I watched, at least with him, was the fact of when he mentioned, you know, getting to see what his mom and dad got to do during the Super Bowl when it was Travis versus Jason, Um, was really, really cool. And I think for him, that's going to be a moment that he's like, yeah, I don't really need anything else. Like, yeah, we lost that Super Bowl. That's great. I've won one, you know. But being able to see mom and dad so happy on the actual, you know, Super Bowl tour and getting interviewed and and having – I think that for him was probably – because, I mean, obviously you can tell he's a family man. He cares a lot about his family. So that was a major moment for him. So, yeah, I I think he had his – he had a a great little – you know, moment there for certain uh, during that Super Bowl, even though they lost and even though this season didn't go the way that I think a lot of people maybe thought the Eagles would go. Definitely a, a great historic career for him and very, very great to see him uh, have the success that he's had. So moving into our final topic today, we're going to continue our 90s movie draft. And again, these are movies that were created in the 90s. They do not have to just be movies that are 90s relatable. Um to reiterate what we had in the first round, Jordan drafted Major Payne, A Goofy Movie, and Son in Law. Cody you drafted The Sandlot, Home Alone, Boys in the Hood. I drafted Goodfellas, Jurassic Park, and The Lion King. I thought, I thought pretty much, um, I thought it was a good draft for me. I thought, I uh, thought I walked away with a lot of good picks there. Um, we're gonna snake draft through round four, five, and six. I got uh, Jordan leading off. We'll have Cody, then me, and we'll snake draft that way. Um, so uh, Cody, you'll have that middle pick in each round. Jordan, but to get us going here in round four, again, you took Major Payne, A Goofy Movie, Son-in-Law, Cody took The Sandlot, Home Alone, Boys in the Hood, I Have Goodfellas, Jurassic Park, and The Lion King. Sir, what is your pick to lead off round four?
1: So, just to let you know, I've been looking forward to this for a week. I've done scientific preparations for this, And with the first pick of the fourth round of the 90s movies draft, Jordan selects the Green Mile.
2: Ooh. Well, in that case, similar note, I'm going to have to go Shawshank Redemption.
0: Okay. All right. I'm just writing these down so I don't forget them. Um, I feel like I can be. I feel like I could be a little risky with my pick here. Um, I feel like the other ones that I have are, are kind of lined up. I am going to take Space Jam. And well, I guess I got another pick lined up, so I'm, I'm taking Space Jam. Um, and I feel this is where I'm going to get stuck for a second because there's a couple of comedies I really like. I think I'm going to take. I'm gonna take Tommy Boy here. So Space Jam and Tommy Boy, Cody, back to you.
2: Well, the uh, that Tommy Boy that was um, that was gonna be my pick. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with the with, with the audible here and go with the uh, the Mighty Ducks. Okay, lack of Disney on my list. Okay, Mighty
0: Ducks for the kids, Jordan.
1: Um, this is lining up splendidly. Uh. I'm gonna select any given Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. And back to you for your final pick in round six and the final pick for the episode here.
1: I'm gonna get so many steals next week. Uh, I'm gonna select with the final pick of night two. uh, Team Jordan selects Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, Ooh.
2: and since it's been brought to my attention that I have a a lack of blockbuster hits on my '90s movie list. I'm gonna have to go with the biggest movie of the '90s, the Titanic.
0: That is a good one. I did not write down Titanic.
2: I'll let you know that
0: now. Um, but it is. That is a big blockbuster hit. Now I'm. A, I'm kind of. A, I got about like a couple favorites that are still on this list here for me. I got. A, you, you trying to get the bubble to pop up? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying. I'm sorry, bud. Um, I have a couple on here. I have a, I have a Disney movie that I, two Disney movies kind of lying in wait here. All right. Um, I may have an Adam Sandler film on the list I'm looking at. Uh, one of my all time favorite movies, uh, that I really like. It's on this list. Another movie, a couple, a couple comedies here. Um, but I'm going to take here in round six, a movie that is, as Cody said, he thinks it epitomizes more of the 2000s. But it was a nineties movie. I'm taking American Pie. Tom rounding this out. American Pie. Okay. That's right. I mean,
1: fair. It is. I just I just cannot wait to drop these bombs in the later rounds. Okay. Because yes, you may think, Oh, Jordan, you took some stupid picks that you overpaid for some of these people. Maybe. But guess what? They're cult classics, which means they're not gonna die. Okay. Someone will always watch the movies that I selected. Okay. Those, it may just be me, but someone will always watch those movies, okay? The okay. Titanic, we're not even sure if they even happened. Okay? And Space Jam, and honestly, I have a th- conspiracy theory for you. Cue the Hold sound. Up. Hold up. Space Jam is not a fantasy movie. It's a documentary. Ooh.
2: Okay. Michael Jordan actually saved us.
1: No. Actually, the Looney Tunes lost. Because, Hear me out. In the Looney, in the movie Space Jam, which in fact was a ninety-four-minute Nike ad read, might we add, uh, in that movie, the Looney Tunes or the the Monstars, they worked at what location? Moron Mountain. Correct. Okay. In the stipulations of this basketball game, were if the Looney Tunes lost, they were to work. At Moron Mountain, right? Okay. And we also found out in Space Jam that there are two different moons, correct? Yes. We have Looney Tunes moon and real moon. So, this happens on real moon, remember? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we're all on the same page here. Yes. You may want to cue the sound again. It's still going. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Perfect, because here's the key point. Looney Tunes lost in the real Space Jam game. That's why when you go to Six Flags theme parks, which are owned by Warner Brothers, who made the movie Space Jam, the Looney Tunes mascots are found at Magic Mountain. Because Magic Mountain sounds a whole lot more fun than Moron Mountain.
2: That does sound fun.
1: See what I'm saying?
0: Okay. All right. Well. that is uh, your second conspiracy theory of the day brought to you by whoever wants to sponsor our conspiracy theories no lately. no no
1: that's my first of the day the second total
0: yeah second total
1: okay
0: it's probably not your first of the day though
1: oh absolutely not did you it's know how the first late, of late the show it is? for you it's like yeah it's like 8:30 dude I've had at least seven before lunch yeah. that I did not talk about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they are just running through your head. No, that's totally fine.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's how how you don't get assassinated. It's always prepared for everything.
0: That's right. There you go. Well, guys, been a fun week with you. Uh, Great chance. We talked a lot about uh, a lot of different things, made our picks early on for the divisional round, Um, talked a little bit about the coaching carousel, Um, also finishing, continuing our movie draft. We're going to do about two more weeks of the movie draft, Uh, trying to get 10 total. We're going to have you guys vote on it when we get done. We'll post it on social media to see which ones. You guys liked more who had the better picks, I guess, is what we're going to go with um, of their 90s movies. Uh, Next week, we'll be rolling into the Royal Rumble on Saturday, so we're going to talk a little bit about Royal Rumble, uh, make our predictions on that, Uh, talk a little bit about surprise entrance, things like that and that nature as well. If you're not a wrestling fan, you may hate the fact that we're doing that, but you know whatever, it's our show. We do what we want, um, and we'll talk about it if we want to, and there's nobody that can tell us not to. Uh, weather's been a little bit crazy here in Middle Tennessee, so stay safe out there. We got another round, it looks like, of some storms coming around. Jordan, you got something for me?
1: Hey, if you don't like that, we got two words for you. Please listen.
0: <laughs> I, the rim shot button, I, every time I hit the rim shot button, it, it just it delays. I don't know why. Hmm. I'm trying.
1: Easy. I mean, you honestly, at this point, I mean, probably by episode five of this new venture, like you'll probably understand when to anticipate these to going south. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real.
0: Still waiting for our episode with Preston for that one. Oh, no. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Are you Dave Chappelle talking? No. No, we love Preston. He's our guy. We got to get him on, though. He needs to come Yeah, back.
1: I mean, yeah, he's got to find time. I know. I think he's he's traveling right now. I think yeah. they're taking a uh, family trip. So. He's,
0: he's not. He's not. I mean, I guess he might have been able to take the phone call. Hey, I don't know. We did I didn't invite him. That's you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really says more about your friendship than his at this point. I feel like it really
0: does. It's challenging me as a human being to be a better human being to invite more people. I didn't invite him.
1: It really? Yeah, and you know, really, that's what friends are for, though. So I mean, it really all you know. That's like the circle of life. <laughs>
0: On this episode of Dr. Phil. Um, that's pretty much where we're at right now. Um, but again. Can't say that. We can't say Dr. Can't Phil? Can't say
1: that. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure his name is copyrighted. But uh, let me let me uh, search engine that real quick. Pretty sure Oprah owns it.
0: Are we allowed to say her name?
1: Uh, yeah, she's, not. Yeah, she's not real. I mean, saying her name and Satan are pretty much the same thing. <laughs> oh, that's not a conspiracy <laughs> that's just what it just depends on what news station you watch. <laughs>
0: all right well i'm gonna go ahead and let this one go for uh for this week we'll we'll come back to you guys next week again uh we're gonna preview a little bit of the royal rumble we'll talk about the recap of the nfl divisional round and also the look at whoever's in the championship games we'll, we'll have a preview of that as well uh we'll make our predictions there see how we're doing and we'll continue our 90s movie draft next week thanks so much for listening we hope that you guys have a great and blessed and safe week slash weekend ahead of you slash a couple more days next week before you listen to us again Thanks, guys, hopefully. so much for listening. Yeah, Hopefully. Please, please listen to us. Tell a friend about us as well. Follow us on social media. You can follow us, uh, Talking Schmidt, on Facebook and on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I use at Stories. It just makes a little bit easier for me to keep everything in one area. If you guys have questions, things like that, you can always DM us, send us a message. If there's a question that you want us to ask while we're on air and answer it, and you get the honest opinion and truth from Jordan every single time, um, he will do that for you so if you have a question for him you can either send that to us via a little voice memo or um, you can just send us it and I'll read it to him um, and see how they answer both Cody and Jordan if they want to answer the question uh, we can give our advice uh, take with what it you want but for this week's episode we hope that you guys uh, enjoyed it and we hope that we get to talk to you guys again next week